This is Disney Forever. Welcome to our perpetual Disney movie investigation podcast. I'm Void. I'm here with my co-host Katie, who has amazing pull quotes like this. I'm the village crazy lady. <laughs> nice. Today's feature presentation is Moana, because we wanted to start with something that we both really liked and that we knew that we liked. So we went for something easy. This is low-hanging fruit, guys. So what even is it? Uh, Moana, if you don't know, most people should probably know Moana because it went over very well. Um, it's a Walt Disney Animation Studios musical and opposed to like Pixar, but it's still that 3D animated kind of Disney movie. Um, and it's set in the Pacific Islands and it's about a girl who feels the call of the ocean. And she's technically a Disney princess, even though she kind of calls it out and hangs a lantern on it that she's not during the movie, right? Yeah, but she is a Disney princess because like her dad is the chief of the tribe. That makes her a princess. She totally is. Yeah, 100%. Um, so... We both like this movie, right? Yes, I really like the movie a lot. It's very good. It's happy and sad and full of adventure and all of that stuff. Yeah, it's really good. So, like, from a high level, um, I think Moana's awesome. Like, she's she's a badass, and the movie is awesome, and it's so well done. And you said you cried, right? I did. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I cry. It's a Disney movie. It's kind of an expectation that I'm going to be shedding a tear or seven i mean <laughs> do you yeah. cry at every disney movie hang on i need to know this um <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if there's one out there that i haven't cried at no <laughs> i mean i even cried during like marvel movies come on i mean there's only been a few where i was like full body sobbing okay that so wasn't you, this one you so. feel it then yeah i'm a disney kid through and through come on that's okay that's good um but what do you think, like from a high level, right, before we get into all of the, the details, get into the weeds, like what are your overall thoughts on Moana? Well, Moana is my hero, obviously, because she's amazing. And also I'm dying to have Hey Hey as a pet, even though he's kind of a dumb like rooster. He's a good dumb, though. He's like the dumb oh, yeah. that you love. Yeah. And he was like very helpful, even though he just kept trying to drown himself most of the time because <laughs> he kept falling off the ship. Yeah. But- there's a lot of just like, I don't know, we're, we're still working on the structure of how the podcast goes. We'll refine it as we go along here. But we wanted to highlight just like a couple moments and then kind of talk about the bad and then the good, because it's always nice to end on the good of something that you like. So one of the moments that you called out was baby Moana. And I need to know what you meant by it, because there's kind of like a whole scene right at the beginning around her. Yeah, because all of the baby Moana stuff is adorable. Come on. She is. She definitely feels the call of the ocean. She's a little, I don't know, she's toddling. She's still a toddler. Yeah, she toddles out there to the water and like the ocean shows her a shell and then she like takes it and keeps going and like just wanders out into the ocean, which doesn't seem very safe, even though she's on solid ground. And then the ocean starts playing with her, which is really cute. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you live on an island, you can't wander off as far. You're limited. Like, if you have children, like, they can wander, but they can only wander so far. Unless they drown, but that that would be sad. That would be bad. She didn't. The ocean likes her. Which, honestly, brings us to the other point. Like, the ocean is a character in this movie, and it has a bunch of good moments just, like, as the ocean, as a character. Yes, it does. It really does. Like every time that Maui kicks Moana off the, the boat, it, the ocean just puts deposits her right back on the boat. And she's like, we could do this all day. Like it's not going to change anything. I love that. I mean, they use it for such good like comedic effect too, a bunch of times because he keeps trying it over and over. 
And like even when he tries to like get away, the ocean will grab him and bring him back because it's like, mm, we're not playing this game. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Though, well, I mean, that kind of that it's not even a dichotomy. It's kind of like those three characters, right? It's like the ocean, Moana, and Maui are a really interesting pair team up like i don't even know because the ocean is kind of ever present but also it characterizes itself at certain points throughout the movie it just it really worked for me throughout the whole story but also the ocean is not helpful a lot of the time we're like it could help them a lot and take them where they need to go but it's like oh no you need to figure this out it's like like uh like in lord of the rings like the eagles they could have just flown them to the the volcano so he could drop the ring in but no no they had to go on some three movie grand adventure to get there yeah or it could have helped out at the end when they're getting attacked by lava like just defend them a little bit help them out but no i mean it's hero's journey stuff right it's like it's prototypical they have to get there on their own and they do eventually i mean you know they win in the end um but yeah it's just interesting how they like characterized the ocean so Mm That was like a couple key things we wanted to call out, but I think with it, this movie specifically, and this is one of the things we started talking about when we were like, what are we going to do for this podcast? Some movies are going to have a lot of bad and only a little bit of good, and some movies are going to have a lot of good and a little bit of bad. This is one where we don't have a whole lot of complaints or things to like nitpick, so most of our comments are in like the good section, which is fine, um, but let's get into the bad so we can end on the good, right? So the bad, I, the, and this was mine, like... The short that accompanied it is not actually part of this movie. And every time I rewatch Moana, I want to watch Lava, that short that's up in the front of it. Um, it's because, okay, so I thought this was the thing. Um, there is no short for this movie because what? it's a Walt Disney animated studios and the shorts are Pixar. No. I thought that exact same thing. No, isn't Lava part of this specific movie, though? No, it's it's uh, I had this argument with Brian. <laughs> No joke. I was arguing with Brian about this like on Sunday. Um, it's because I think Lava is in front of a different movie. I don't remember what it was. I looked it up before, but I clearly didn't file that away on random things to know. But there is no short in front of this movie. Like, I could have sworn there was. I mean, I know it's normally Pixar shorts, but I thought mm-hmm. that like Lava used the same kind of like setting and technology. In in my mind, that was like tied to this movie. I'm kind of surprised that it's not. Um, I think it's in front of. I'm gonna look it up because now I'm just annoyed that I don't remember. I think it's in front of Inside Out. Really? Yeah, it is. I was right. Yeah, it's in front of Inside Out. Oh, okay. Well, then I can't count it against this movie, even though in my mind those two go together. I mean, I thought the same thing because you and I literally had this conversation like <laughs> what we were talking about Moana. Yeah. Well, okay. Lava's really good. So you guys should go watch it anyway because it's on Disney Plus now. So you can get that. And it's a perfect accompaniment for this movie. So, okay. I'll take that one off the bad. But <laughs> you called out the the pig doesn't get to go on the adventure. No, Pua, like the cute little pet pig doesn't get to go with them. It's just Moana, hey, hey. And hey, hey was by accident. But I'm still trying to figure out how, like, he got in the ship when he wasn't anywhere near it. Ship, boat? What is this thing? It's a boat, right? Keep calling it a ship. No, it's a boat. I don't know. It's a sailing vessel. It's a canoe. She calls it a canoe. So I guess you could call it that, even though it has a sail. And I always think of a canoe as not having a sail. It's some kind of sailing vessel. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Pua doesn't get to go, which upsets me a lot because the we only get a few minutes of the cute pig throughout the whole movie and 
You know what? There might be one more bad thing we could call out. When did she put food in this boat? Um, Canoe? Like, did she have food? Maybe this is just a plot hole in me overthinking it. No, I think there it's implied when she's like packing up and her mom comes in and decides to help her instead of like stopping her. Um, Gotcha. It's kind of there. And then there's a part near the end right before she goes back to her island where they put another set of food on it. So I think it's kind of there throughout. Never mind. Never mind my complaint about her not having sustenance. It's okay. I mean, sustenance is important, but also I love that you and I are just poking holes in each other's bad things about this movie because it's hard to nitpick this movie. It's so well done. And yeah, I mean, let's get into like the good stuff. And for me, the main thing is like the music. The music is just amazing. Like, what do you think of it? Oh, I mean, it's very, very good. Like how far I'll go. I listen to that song all the time. And the part that I cry at all the time is at the end when she's singing that last song. Like she to gives cap the, heart the back. movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so emotional because she figures out like, oh, like what I, th- well, who we thought this person was really wasn't like the lava monster wasn't really the lava monster. It was just, you know, her heart got stolen and she was really angry about it and she turned into a lava monster. She was just pissed because of her heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I just, you know, the music is from Lin-Manuel Miranda. And like, Mm -hmm. I love his stuff. He's such an amazing songwriter. But I think that the I Want song in this movie is so well done. And it's probably like, I don't know if it's one of the best I Want songs. Hang on. Do you know what an I Want song is? Does it have to do with wanting something, I'm assuming? Because it's like, it's because I mean, her song How Far I'll Go is talking about like her going out onto the ocean because it's something that she wants. And then you listed other stuff. I did. Okay, so an I Want song, it's kind of uh, an American musical trope that is throughout not every musical, but a lot of musicals, and especially like the golden age of Disney has a lot of this, all of those Disney animated musicals from 90s-ish. Um, and it's kind of the song where the protagonist comes out and they sing about what they want from life or their ambition or like it's kind of setting the stage for everything that comes after it, right? So like the My Shot, that song from Hamilton, right? That's mm-hmm. one from an American musical. Or like, um, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? That kind of sets the scene for Frozen, you know? And it gives you a lot of info about what they want and what the character's kind of desire is throughout the rest of the movie. Um, there's some classic ones like Belle. The song I think is actually called Belle from Beauty and the Beast where she's going through the town right at the beginning of the movie and talking about like there must be more than her provincial life, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what she's looking for. And um, stuff like Part of Their World is probably a very obvious one from Little Mermaid. So all of these are the I Want song. And How Far I'll Go is just like such a well done and like catchy I Want song. And... I just had to call it out because it's I, I love what he did with that. All the music is really good. And this song, I don't know, it's just so beautifully performed. And the actress that they got to do the voice of Moana also sang that song, too. So and she was perfect for the role. And then watching her perform that song uh, at the Oscars was also really good. I don't know if you watched. Did you watch the Oscars ever? No. Should I? I mean, it's up to you. I mean, you can watch this Oscar performance because it is kind of funny when the girl who's singing, like, she gets hit in the head with something that's going on in the background, but she doesn't miss a beat. Like, it it never even happened. She's like a pro. Wow. Okay. That's impressive. So another thing I want to call it is that uh, the colors, like, 
this movie throughout the whole thing the colors are just they're super vibrant and it goes with the setting but also like the technology right i think if they had made this movie five years before or even maybe a couple years before like just the light technology and the way that everything is rendered and the ocean the water effects and the way that the waters tie into the colors tie into the vibrancy it was it's kind of insane like how beautiful this movie looks throughout the entire thing yeah i mean it's i don't know it's just it's very it's a very beautifully done film and the animation is fantastic like it's really funny because um like Inside Out is also a very vibrant film, which came out the year before by Pixar. And you can kind of see, like, even though this is technically Walt Disney Animation Studios, like, you can see the color, like, the using all of the v- super vibrant colors and stuff in this movie. And it kind of makes the movie having it be so bright and colorful because it's both happy and adventurous and sad. So, like, and it also shows the exact opposite when when something bad is happening because then it's really dark and they use a lot of like uh monocolors like i don't know if that's the right word but like browns and uh black and red like the colors that would be considered like very sad or bad colors i guess yeah no i mean like they use the the color grading of the movie to tell the story and to reinforce all of the the emotions throughout it yeah, and it's just, it's really well done from, like, a filmmaking standpoint. And they've gotten, like you said, they've gotten better at it over time. You can see it progress from, you know, Pixar to, like, Disney Animation Studios. And I know they're not, they're both part of the same, like, overall company, but they're separate entities. But you can definitely see them trying to kind of, like, one-up each other and just, like, improve as they go on. Even looking at something like this compared to, like, a Tangled, which wasn't that far before it. But mm-hmm. this is even more vibrant. It's even more colorful. And then another thing that I want to call it is the grandma character. I just love oh that God. character. <laughs> she reminds me of uh, Grandmother Willow in Pocahontas. Yes. Oh, that's a good poll. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because she's like snappy and kind of crazy and is the like the character that the wise older character that kind of lights the way for Moana. And it's the same thing in Pocahontas. Like that's what Grandmother Willow does. She basically tells her, like, follow your heart and everything will work out. So, and that's what happens. Well, you can tell there's like a a kindred spirit thing going on between her and Moana, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you see that in real life where, I don't know, as a parent, right? Like, you always have to be a parent. You always kind of have to be on. But when you're a grandparent, you don't have... It's just different, right? So you can Mm -hmm. relate to your grandkids in a different way than you could relate to your kids. And so... Yeah, you can just tell that, like, the grandma is on the same wavelength as Moana, and they both feel that call of the ocean, which is so core to the story. I, lo- I love her constant call out to her tattoo about how she wants to come back as a as a stingray. Like, that's what she wants to be. Or a manta ray. Is a man? I don't know what it is that's on her back. Is it a stingray? Whatever, some kind of ray. Anyways, but, like, <laughs> she's always like, I love them so much. She was like, I hope I come back as one. Or I got the wrong tattoo and she always shows her tattoo and we're like, okay, we get it, grandma. We get it. Yeah. She calls that shot for sure. Yeah. I mean, and then we see later when you see like some of the water effects, when you see the the ray goes by under the boat and then like the grandmother appears as like a spirit to kind of help her. And I was like, 
when she hugged her, I was like, oh, so she's real. She's a real spirit, like can touch stuff. Yeah, there's some kind of interesting. I, I don't know how I feel about that part. Like that part's good. It works as like an emotional beat for the movie. But it's interesting that like they actually kind of manifested the spirits because it's like the whole fleet is real around her but then the grandma's real but then suddenly they're not again and it dips into something that i don't know i guess the whole movie is kind of like spiritual and connection with like past and present and all that but that's definitely a choice that they made to make that more real than Mm -hmm. uh, you know what i mean well i think it's a lot like your next point where you talked about like the setting and cultural research and stuff like disney's come a long way from like the beginning to now with how much research and like education and all that stuff that they go through to help make their films like you can see that a lot in this movie that they really uh stayed true to a lot of the cultural things that are displayed in the film and uh they did a lot of research on like south pacific culture and like uh different things that go go on within like the different tribes i think they're called tribes and like what life would be like in whatever time frame that this is supposed to take place in so that they didn't like that they stayed true to that and you see that along with like in the pixar films because that's what they did for inside out and you see that very clearly in this movie as well oh for sure well and you know they went out of the way to not went out of the way but they made sure to hire actors and actresses that actually have some type of tie back to culture that's relevant right they didn't yes. just go out and hire a bunch of white people is what i'm trying yes. to say um yeah. and they tried to make it more culturally relevant even if it's not exactly one-to-one -one, like that doesn't always happen but there's so many talented people out there that why wouldn't you go out and look for somebody who understands the culture better and can play to that and act that because it's a lived experience instead of just something that they're kind of putting on because that's the role. Yeah, I mean, like the actress that they got to to do to voice Moana, she's from Hawaii. And then you have um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is from the South Pacific. So he's Samoan, I believe. Yeah, that's I could right. be wrong. No one get it's mad at me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I haven't followed him for a long time, but yeah, it's uh, it's something along those lines. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you can just tell that like Disney has made progress, right? Because we're going to dive into the back catalog. Like that's part of our intention here. And if we do that, we're going to see a lot of stuff where Disney goes wrong. They're super oh, yeah. sexist and super racist. And I don't know, Katie, I feel like you might know older Disney better than I do. Like they've they've come from being not that great at any of this stuff, right? Yeah, it's come a long way. Like, I watched Dumbo the other day, and I was like, ah, <laughs> like some of the stuff. Because it's a lot of times it's like not, it's on the nose where it's like it's very clear that they're being kind of racist about something, but they're not actually saying it. And you're just like, just grimacing the entire time you're watching it. You're just like, yikes. <laughs> yeah, even you and I both watched, because Disney Plus just came out, we just watched Steamboat Willie to give it a shot and be like, where did all this start? And even stuff oh in my. there was kind of cringeworthy and yeah. sexist and just weird. And I'm almost tempted to do that as an episode because it is technically a Disney feature presentation. It's a movie that they made. It's just a short one. Um, well, it's their very first one, so we probably should talk about it. Probably. But like, that's the thing is that they've come so far and hopefully they just keep going in this direction. Right. And that things start to feel more genuine over time and that they put in the time, they put in the effort, they put in the research. And the other thing is that it's not only that they did it, it's that 
I think it can make for such a better end product because I am so bored of just watching like <laughs> the stereotypical everything, right? I'm, I know, I'm like, I'm a white guy. I am just privileged and I have all the things going for me and I, I basically got life on easy mode. The thing is, there are so many movies and so many TV shows where the protagonist is just a straight white male and yes, I'm that thing too, but I get bored of watching that on the TV all the time. I want difference. Like I want diversity. I want all kinds of other cultures and religions. And like, I want to see more things that are just straight white males. So it makes me happy that more and more companies are actually putting in the effort to do that. No, I mean, I definitely know what you're talking about. I mean, this, this movie is coming, this movie came out during I don't know. It's sort of like this long line of putting more female characters at being the protagonist and the main character in the film, which I love to see. And I love that they're starting to branch out and they're starting to involve other cultures and they're being smart, like we said, about their casting. And it's it's it was really nice to watch this movie and watch Moana grow throughout the film, like watching her learn how to sail, to navigate by the stars, even though she had to ask Maui for help. But up until that point, I mean, she did sail by herself. I mean, she didn't do the best job at it, but she figured it out and got as far as she did in finding, like in finding Maui and figuring things out on her own. So it was really great to like watch all of that happen over the length of the film. And it ended up being that she didn't even need Maui at all. Like, she could have done it all by herself. Yeah, one, by the end of the movie, she is a wayfinder, right? And, like, you yeah. see her at the very end in the last scene um, with that song that closes the movie that she's teaching her father how to do it, too. Like, yeah. she's the one who knows, right? She's in charge. She's, like, that strong, independent woman. And she's going back and helping her tribe, and she saves everybody. And, yeah, it's super cool to see her go from where she starts the movie as, like, insecure because you know, you're a teenage protagonist into at the end of it where you're self-assured and you're ready to come back and teach people and kind of like lead the way. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. Very good stuff. So I think overall, it's a really good movie. Both of us give it thumbs up. We shouldn't just do thumbs up. That's too much like Siskel and Ebert. I, we'll both give it a recommendation though. I say yes to this one. Yes, obviously. Yes. For sure. Okay, everybody go watch Moana if you haven't already. Um, if you want to support the podcast, there's no way to do that yet. But hopefully someday soon, we will come up with something. Um, we're just starting this out, guys. We'll get there. But don't forget, we're part of the geek to geek Podcast Network. So around the network, you can find other shows like Geek-Titude, uh, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, which you are on that. You're half of that show. Yeah, that's me. You are. Yeah, it's great. Um, I'm on geek to geek Podcast with BJ Keaton. There's other stuff like Dragon Quest FM. Um and then we have some streamers on the network like Troidal, who streams randomly in the mornings, Capsule J, who's streaming Tuesdays and Sunday nights. And then we have a whole blog about the geekery where we have kind of a bunch of writers who write about lots of things. A lot of it's video games. Sometimes it's just geek culture related. But you can find all of that at geek2geekmedia.com. So to wrap up the episode, we like to, on all of our podcasts, do some kind of weekly geekery. The thing is, Katie and I both have other podcasts that we're on where we talk about these things in depth, like basically every week, right? Yes. Yeah. So yes. We, instead of going all the way into Geekery, we just wanted to do a quick 
thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs middle, and a quick reaction to each of the things. And then if you guys want to find out more about any of this, you can go listen to the podcasts that we are on every week that are longer form. So for me, that's the geek to geek podcast. And Katie, why don't you plug your own podcast? Ah, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. That's what it is. My name's in it. <laughs> well done. Um, okay, go first. You tell me. Tell me. What's the thumbs up? What's the thumbs down? Why? Give oh. just a little bit of color, right? Just a little sentence oh. or two. Just just a little bit? Okay. Uh, uh, Geekery, I saw Last Christmas, which is the first holiday movie that I've seen. It was beautiful. Thumbs up. I cried. So it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> don't go in thinking it's going to be great, okay? Just don't. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was great, but just don't do it. Set expectations. Um, yep. Yeah. Keep them low and you'll be blown out of the water. Uh, I went to some like mini anime convention on accident, which ended up being pretty great. I don't know. They just had a bunch of booths where you could like buy stuff like at this mall thing that I went to in Buena Park. So if you're in California, you can go there. I don't know if the the convention's over, but they have shops like a K-pop stop shop. So I don't know. That's where I bought the next like this. I listened to a new album for a new band I'd never listened to. They're called Only One Of. It's a K-pop group, and I bought their new album, and it was really great. So thumbs up for that one. And then I watched The Silly Symphonies, which turns out I thought they weren't on the Disney Plus app, but they actually are. And I'm giving it a thumbs middle because some of them are really good and some of them are really racist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's that's very fair. I feel like a lot of the Disney back catalog is that way. Definitely The Silly Symphonies because they came out after uh, Steamboat Willie. So... Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah. For me this week, uh, I've been playing some Luigi's Mansion 3. It gets a thumbs middle because it was fantastic until I got stuck on a boss, and now I'm like actually stuck, and I play a lot of video games. That doesn't really happen to me. So that's a really tough boss. I don't know why it's in the game that's so difficult. Um, Marvel Champions LCG gets a thumbs up for me. This is a co-op card game that you can play like in person with other people not digital physical card game um it had really fun theming and it had this like solid co-op gameplay i just got to find other people to play it with basically but thumbs up overall for that one um gloomhaven which i've been playing digitally on steam gets a thumbs middle uh i think it needs the campaign mode added then it'll get a thumbs up but for now it has like the core gameplay so if you're after some gloomhaven core gameplay it's there um but for me right now kind of thumbs middle and then Star Wars rewatch. So I went back and watched all the Star Wars movies because we're leading up to Rise of Skywalker here. And of this one, I would call thumbs very mixed. It depends on which one you ask me about, right? Like, <laughs> I love Star Wars overall, but some of those movies just haven't aged as well as others. And then some of them get like two thumbs up, like amazing. So yeah, yeah, your mileage will vary there. <laughs> You're just laughing about Star Wars. I love it. Um, that's it for this first episode we're trying it i think it worked we'll find out once i edit it um you can find us all over the internet we don't really have a collective email or twitter yet but we'll work on that at some point <laughs> you can also talk to us in real time if you want to you can join our uh geek to geek like cast slack workspace or discord server it's fun and there's usually people there talking and interacting um mm-hmm. i blog at agreenmushroom.com you can find me at grn mushroom that's green mushroom without the e's on twitter and I'm super active on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me at Lady Catherine P. I post a lot about cats, coffee, and K-pop. You know, quality content. That is very quality content. Uh, this has been the Disney Forever podcast with Katie and Void. We'll be back next week as long as Disney keeps making content because that can't be forever, right? Oh, it's definitely going to be forever. This podcast will never end. 